six figures on me. Got a pistol, you don't want it, but you know what it is. Mark up, mark up, mark up. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND is your number. All right, so keeping it moving. Um, and before we move on from that game, a couple things. So now on the winner side, now see, that's, if, that's who Jason Tatum is when he has his mind right. When he has his mind made up and his mind's right to go out and prove something, to be aggressive. Now, to me, uh, Philly didn't give him any resistance. I've always said that Tatum's a guy, when he plays some tough defenses, guys that really, they come up with good playing plans, they take him out, he really struggles mentally. But that's what he's capable of, and that's why, you know, I'm kind of critical of him to that point because it's like, man, you are talented, but sometimes you can be a front runner. But, with that said, also, before I get to Bede, it goes to, um, well, let me finish on B before I go to Doc, because Doc is kind of tied in the situation with Tatum and the problem I had. But Embiid allegedly, during some reports, sent a group text out to his teammates, paraphrasing pretty much what he said in the press conference. You've seen it now in regards to saying, hey, me and Jane can't do it alone. That's why basketball is five on five. We need help. Look, Embiid has done everything this year, and really maybe almost the last couple of years, he's lightweight, light years away from the immaturity that I used to rip him daily about, okay? But that comment after that, really, to me, is number one, I know you got the league MVP, and I'm not down with people saying, oh, well, give it to Joker now. That's real, It's a regular season award. I think what Embiid showed in the regular – now, the MVP, if you get that, are you supposed to show up? Yes. But I do remind you, a guy, the German, Dirt, accepted his MVP one year in blue jeans. Got beat in the first round. So it's a regular season award, so I don't really subscribe to that. But – you are supposed to show up. And I feel that because of James Harden's so horrible performance, almost lets him beat a little bit off the hook. But this is the deal. When you are a leader and you're getting paid the money that Joel's getting paid, and especially James Harden, I don't care if it's Maxi, which I think can start with most of the teams. I don't care if it's Tobias Harris. The bottom line is the other guys, with those two included, they're following your lead. They're following y'all's lead. Okay? I mean, you can't sit there and go there. Because the truth of the matter is, Embiid's always had problems staying in shape. I mean, they ran his ass. Boston, part of the game plan was to run them up and down, and B was out of gas already by the third quarter. Now, he had to miss some games, but he's never been. And he's, he's been in worse shape than he is now, but his shape has always been a problem okay also you just can't i mean and, and i saw it trending too and it's true like when is the accountability like Embiid never really takes accountability on himself that much it's always yeah i gotta yeah he says i gotta play better include me but it's always uh but but we need more help it's not it's five on five it, me and james and also it starts with also the culture 
that has been built since Embiid got there. Keep in mind, they were programmed to lose. Remember, trust the process. And it went on for years. And you have to really. It's hard to break from that when you accept it and it's adopted from the organization that we're going to lose and lose on purpose because you never build any mental toughness. And you would think a, a team that plays in the city of Philadelphia. Home of Bernard Hopkins. Toughness. That you would have a team with the 76ers that has built more tough. Okay, but it's never been instilled in them since it got there. And I've always heard Kansas fans over the years say, well, Embiid wasn't like that down here when he was a Jayhawk. He wasn't like that. Well, he got in that trust the process and, and, and he's the leader and it, it, they haven't captured mental toughness since he's been there. Whether it was Brent Brown that was enduring all the losing, whether it was to Doc. Never been, it's never been instilled the toughness. The great Bill Parcells used to have a saying. If you don't teach a pup how to bite. No, let me rephrase. Let me not get the great Bill Parcells. If you don't teach a dog how to bite when he's a puppy. He ain't going to learn. He ain't going to know how to bite when he's older. Greatest coach of all time, in my opinion. The point is, they've never, the mental toughness has never been there because they've been adopted to losing when they tried this whole process. He's got to be careful, though, with text messages and stuff like that. Now, to Doc, look, man, I'm never about, I'm always about trying to get and encourage more brothers to get jobs and. We need more brothers in the front office and the NFL. We do all that. So I'm never in the brother just fine brothers. But Doc is, look, you could tell before game six, Doc was uneasy. The media asked him about his record. Well, no one ever brings up those some of those games, that those series that we won when we were up 2-1, blah, 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 blah. It's uncomfortable. This is a young man's game on the floor, and I believe it's a young game, man's game on the coaching. And I believe Doc Rivers, look, sometimes that you gotta that you you've gotta have guys and players make plays. But the problem I've told y'all last week with Doc, and I've had a problem. The adjustment, that's why I came in here Friday, said that he's in the Jason Garrett and Kellen Moore class. When the defense or a team finds out what they're doing or they make adjustments, Doc's in-game adjustments are been horrible. And I don't know, like, how long, by the time, they waited, I believe, to, like, damn near, it had to be middle through the third quarter, at least at the earliest, to finally try to double-team Jason Tatum. When were you going to swallow some pride and say, hey, man, we've got to double him, we've got to go to zone, we've got to do nothing, I think it's a time for a change of voice in Philly. I think Doc did get the most he could out of this particular roster and this, this bunch. And trust me, if he's let go, and remember who their GM is, it's Del Murray. Remember, he's the guy that was basically put together in Houston that's buddy-buddy with James Harden. Okay? 
I do feel that if they've got to let him go, which I think they should, because they just doesn't mean Doc's horrible. Just means like, look, man, you you've had chances, you've blown a couple of these. He's not gonna get really. I believe the hammer doesn't really come down for him being fired yesterday for the thirty point beatdown. It comes for game six. Really, that's what he's gonna get fired. Game six, being in that situation at home, up with about four or five minutes left to play, and you have a team or you're coaching a team that drip, drip, drip down their leg. That's what he's going to get let go for. Now, James, because of the connection with Del Murray, I don't know. You know, because James and them could be like, hey, man, and this is just what the league is. Ah, right, man, maybe we need a different coach. Like, it's always upper management think, hey, he can go in and fix him. We'll bring him in. I think James is part of the problem. Embiid's not going anywhere. I think you need a coach to come in. And also, I mean, before that game tipped off, the, 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 the reports were already out there. Mark Jackson, I told you all Thursday, and the reports came out Saturday. I said, give Mark Jackson the bucks. And Giannis and the Eastern Conference. The East don't want to see that. He's going to interview with them. Now, if I'm Mark Jackson while he's doing that game yesterday, play by play, you, you're only human. I can't help but think that you're sitting there thinking like, do I need my agent to call Philly? Embiid, Giannis. Now, keep in mind, Mark Jackson, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was almost a finalist at one of last year's gigs that was opening. So this isn't going to be the first time that he's actually interviewed since not leaving Golden State. He just hasn't really pretty much closed the deal. But eventually, I think the league, whatever they got against Mark or whatever, because you're running out of options, you're going to have to give his brother another chance to go. And that's another reason why I think Doc should go. Give some other guys some chances. I mean, Doc has coached in Boston. He's coached with the Clippers. From the Clippers, he got another gig at Philly. Give some other guy another chance. Doc's made more money than he know what to do with. Okay? That's my thought on that. But it, it, Harden, it, it, just, he's not that dude, man. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not that dude. He's, he's not. And I think there's a lot of guys. And the only thing I'm going to tell you, because there's been blowouts and stuff in the NBA and these guys, and but we figure out the not those guys. I'm going to be on the kick because the NFL's had to go through it. And I'm always a guy like, well, if you go through it, if I went through it, then you know, join the party. Ain't no sympathy from me. I don't care what it is, sports, even just life. That's just I can't change it. Maybe that keeps me out of the pearly gates someday. I don't know, but that's just who I am. The NFL has been under fire for the last five to six years, maybe even seven, about quarterback contracts. Oh, he's not worth that money. Oh, you gave him that much? He's not that worth that money. You're not going to win a Super Bowl. These, these, uh, these quarterback contracts are out, out, outlandish. They're out of whack. Well, you know what I think is being exposed in the NBA right now? Is there some big dogs? Like, just because you make first team, all team, NBA, two years in a row, three years, whatever the CBA tells you, a supermax player, what we finding out, just because you're a supermax player don't mean you that guy. That's the, t that's the kick I'm going to be on. Because the NFL, they got to take it. The quarterback position, which I do agree, hey, man, some of these salary guys, they got to take it. I understand that's one of the most important positions in sports, but it's time to look at the NBA with some of these guaranteed contracts with these guys just because they make first-team All-NBA and they're qualified for Supermax. They ain't that guy. You might be a Supermax comp. When I say that guy, I mean a guy that you can count on 30 here. I'm talking about the real the elites of the elites. 
And that's why I think we have expectations for some of these guys set so high. 877-37-GRIND. What do you got? An interesting tweet from Woj over the weekend on the Celtics and Sixers series before we move from there. Um, NBA's officiating report, a game report shared uh, with the teams from Game 6 revealed that 13 officiating errors disadvantaging the 76ers um, compared to four disadvantaging the Boston Celtics in Game 6 set up the stage for what played out this weekend. Okay? Um, if, if, you, if you look at, you know, kind of how that could impact, you know, there's, there's a Twitter account that does, you know, umpire report cards and baseball and how many runs that could really break down to. And you look at the run that the, that the Celtics used in game six to be able to close that one out. Does, does this evidence help Doc Rivers' job at all? When you look at, okay, well, that was the closeout game. Maybe we look at his legacy a little bit different. Maybe we look at this season a little bit different. If you don't have that disparity in officiating. No. And who, I mean, Woe's reported, but who has he got this from? Who put this stats? Or who, who did this? Uh, the NBA. Yeah, the NBA, just like they do two, last right. two-minute reports and stuff no. like that where they share their mistakes. No. This was a report done. NBA's officiating game report revealed 13 officiator, officiating errors disadvantaging the Sixers, whether that's you know non-calls or calls versus four to Boston. No. There's two things I want to respond to that, which is you're bringing that up. Number one, um, I don't understand that, and I'm not the only one that have said this before. I don't know why the NBA releases this type of stuff. Like, and if you're going to release this type of stuff, then you need to start suspending and disciplining refs for bad calls and missed things. You need to make that public. Because if you don't, it does. That doesn't matter. Second point, no, that doesn't has nothing to do. Because to me, that has nothing to do. If you've ever played competitive sports in your life at any level, if you watched yesterday's game seven in Boston, that has nothing to do about bad calls. It had nothing to really do about bad calls. And say that's about effort and heart. That's about Jason Tatum, their superstar, their face of the franchise, their supermax player. That's about. He wanted it more than your two. His back, his Robin, because I still think that even though I think Jason Tatum is borderline front runner sometime, he's a hell of a player. His he's still Batman. His Robin and Mr. Brown wanted it better than Embiid's Robin, Harden. Harden looked like he was trying to throw that game. I know that's not what he was doing, but he looked like he was trying to throw that game. If that was an NCAA game, a college game on a Saturday or in a tournament, you would swear there was some you would swear that James Harden was trying had been bought out by a local campus bookie. That's how bad he looked yesterday. So no, I don't want to that has nothing to do with that don't save him. That don't save him. The only thing that's gonna save Doc Rivers is basically the fact of if their ownership doesn't want to spend, doesn't want to pay Doc his final two years of his contract to go away and then go pay top dollar for the brand new coach to come in. That's the only way. If you if, if there's owners saying, hey, I'll eat the last year, but I'm going to eat too. So let him come back and we'll make the change. Now, I don't know if that city accepts that. Would I be shocked if he keeps his job? No. But would I be would, would I be shocked if uh, he got fired. No, as well, too. I'd be surprised. Well, let me rephrase that. I wouldn't be shocked if he got fired, but I would be surprised if he kept his job. 
So, and, and, and all, that's just off of he's had the time. And unfortunately, your team did not, they never have. The, I ain't, I'll leave Clipper air alone. But in the 76ers, they never have really responded to him when the back's up against the wall. And that's why I say that beat down, I look at that totally different than Monty Williams. And we'll get to Monty here shortly. Uh, because there's, there's factors, I believe, in what happened to Monty. And he's out. So we'll see. And we'll, we'll talk about, like I said, that series starts on Wednesday, Miami and Boston. Um, and like I said, tomorrow gets L.A. and, go, uh, LA and um, the Denver Nuggets, which I'll give you my predictions on that tomorrow. We'll look into more of that uh, game tomorrow. Ben Simmons tried to troll the 76ers. He took a picture. I think he put it on the gram or tweeted out just like of his TV watching TV. And I guess he was sipping a wine. I'm like, Ben, come on, man. That is lame. I don't give a damn. How about your ass is from the sideline, bro? Like, how are you going? I know Kendrick Person came to business. How are you going to troll when you ain't played for nobody? Now, I know you're trying to be funny and cute, but that's part of the problem. That's part of your damn problem. You part of this damn trust the process and stuff. The part of your residue is in there. You were one of them puppies that didn't learn how to bite. They didn't teach you how to bite. Okay. That's that old Bill Park sales. Y'all know who come from that tree, don't you? You listen for the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 
877 grind is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Penland Whiskey. Keep in mind, Penland Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's Ice Peak. Penland Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and a rich, complex flavor. And don't forget, Penland Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and it's the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, the PBR Velocity Tour. And it's an official whiskey of the Sports Grind and an official sponsor of the Sports Grind as well. Okay, so uh, before we leave the basketball scene, um, in general, we've got some reaction coming in Facebook Live. Uh, Dwayne's checking in and says, Yadoka's not accepting Harden. Um, I, I can see why uh, Dwayne would think that, but look, I mean... It just depends, really. I mean, I think Adoka is, a, what he's proven, I think Adoka is a strong enough personality to where he's going to make it be known whether that's Jane or not when you show up to H-Town, it's my, my way or the highway. The only reason why I brought that up, Dwayne, is because there was rumors saying that Harden wanted to go back to H-Town. Not that that's going to happen. Uh, like I said, he's still under contract with Philly. It just depends on if they're going to trade him. They think they can get some other coach in there to get I think James has been through enough coaches that James is just James. And honestly, Mike D'Antoni at Houston was probably the worst thing that happened to James at that point of his career being coached by Mike D'Antoni too. But uh, that's the reason I brought that up. Uh, but before we leave the basketball scene, a couple of things I want to touch on. Um is the Monty Williams uh, firing. Uh, Jonas and I, I know we got into a heated debate uh, on the show and off air in regards to Monty having the conversations about Monty uh, being let go and there should be discussions. And I said, well, if he's let go, he's probably going to be in the point for five minutes. Um, and then the discussions that I disagreed with, and I thought it was different than even Coach Bud. And I think it's different than Doc, and I still feel that way. Now, the one thing that I'll take my L on that I didn't take in consideration uh, when we were going back and forth, Jonas and I, is the fact that the same philosophy I always subscribe to, this owner didn't hire Monty. So regardless, you know, now according to Woj, this is the owner's decision. He did this, okay? Now, um, I didn't, before I get into that, I didn't take in consideration that, you know what, I didn't hire you. So this way it ended, not that he could just say, hey, you suck, you can't bring, it could just be, I want my guy. I want to work with, like I told y'all last Friday, sports is also about who do you want to work with? Who do you want to do? It's definitely, you're the owner, but definitely this is an owner that's going to be the new mini version of Mark Cuban, meaning he's going to be hands-on. I mean, he's the one, and supposedly what's come out, he's the one that really negotiated part of the trade for Kevin Durant. It wasn't even so much the GM. So evidently, we're dealing with an owner that's just on the team starting in this early January, beginning of the year. He's going to be hands-on. That could be a good thing and a bad thing, especially in the NBA. Now, what I feel, the reason why I feel that, because you got to look at really what the Suns' records were before Monty showed up. Okay, that's one. I mean, he, he's leaving way above 500 as a Suns coach. And I think he's also leaving being respected. I mean, the Suns were really at the dunce before they got Monty on. Now, I personally think that, you know, it's one of those situations where I'd same thing I said about Giannis. 
that I feel that I'll, I'll, I'll put Devin Booker. Even before KD, I'll say Devin Booker. I would, regardless how many, you know, this guy comes from the, he made his fortune from the real estate business. Uh, you know, I know AC was trying to educate me a little bit about his background, where she comes, because that's her industry. She knows what's up with that. She knows who this guy is of this guy in general, what he's about. But evidently, as, as, as moxie as much cojones he might have, I don't know if I believe Woj's report all the way like this was his call to fire Monty. I mean, yes, he's the owner. He didn't hire him, but you can't make me believe even a new owner would sit there and not ask Devin Booker or his star player, hey, we're thinking about making a change, this and that. And the same thing I said about Giannis, I'm going to say with all these superstars, they didn't stop it. They didn't stop it. Now, to me, this is one of those situations to where I believe he is making being made the fall guy for this, whether it's the owner's decision or he wants to do it. And number two, you know, I know Stephen A. had a, he went on. I know he had an interesting take on countdown yesterday. He believes it's Aiden that got him fired. Now, it's well documented Aiden's relationship with Monty. Hell, they didn't even talk hardly all offseason. And that's your like second best player before you traded for Kevin Durant. Um, and he pretty much had the same thing that that Wiggins went out and tried to play with against L.A. Friday night. I mean, Aiden was and Aiden was in a game six at home, do or die, trying to force a game seven. And he just said, no, nah, I'm out. And I think part of that had to do because they were not calling his number the first few games of the series. They haven't really called his number too much in the playoffs early. It's been really him getting his spot. If he gets to that top of the key, the free throw line, he can go ahead and hit that one, one-handed one jumper he got consistent there. Other than that, they wouldn't hit him too much in the post. So I think since his lack of a participation, he kind of pouted. And it said, no, I'm going to sit this one out. Now, could I buy Stephen A's take in regards to he pops he could have been the good? Possibly. I mean, because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm cut from the cloth, and I do believe these owners, and not in the NFL, in the NBA, there's some in the NFL that get that treatment, but they play the quarterback position. And you can probably count on two fingers or three fingers in their situation who's that. But the reality of it is, in the NBA, I do subscribe, your owners are going to have to check. They only outlaw to the rule is where I'm broadcasting from in the 210. That's the outlier. So that's what I think. I, I don't agree with it. Um, it's going to be interesting what Monty wants to do if he does get interviewed at one of these other gigs because, again, he had a, a heck of a winning record. I mean, of course, you know, the expectations, I still feel like anybody, you know, you can't coach fatigue and you can't basically coach. You can't make adjustments in depth in the series. You can't. I think the results would have been whoever coach. You could take Pop, Phil, or whatever. They still would have got beat by this Denver team with that particular roster and the shape it was in and the, and the injury to Chris Paul. But, like Jonas, the question he posed to me on Friday, in the grand scheme of things, regardless who likes Monty or what players play for Monty, what skins on the wall does Monty have to this new owner in regards to a championship or being there? He doesn't. He's been to a finals, but he doesn't. 
But we, you know, and I see this in all sports, man, and especially football, you know, but even in baseball, we, we you go through a period where, you know, NFL always gets the, they're the copycat league, they're a copycat league. Well, you know what? Professional sports, especially in the day of social media and influence and how many talk shows and everything, it's a copycat sport league in general. And I've seen this in sports where you go through periods where all of a sudden four or five managers getting axed. Well, they did it. If he got to go, we got to make it. They get it because it's the pressure of the fan base. So we're going through this NBA where we've gotten three coaches axed. And possibly before we get off air or by the time we come in here, the other, there'll be number four or five loss count. Let's see, that's Bud. That's Nurse. That's Monty. Am I missing somebody? Uh, Silas lost his job, which has already been replaced by Ime uh, over there in Houston. Okay, that was, was that the first domino? When did that domino That was the fall? first domino. That was, before, that was in that season, was though, right? Yeah, that was in the, during the season, right? No, you finished the oh, season. Okay, so that's four. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've got four firings and could have a fifth with Doc Rivers' watch. And to be honest um, with you. There's also changes who? in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, still. Um, they got a new coach. They fired their coach. I'd have to confirm I think, that. You know what? I know, I they, I know they made front office changes. You, I don't know if I'll co sign, but you might be right on it. I, double check that. But I, where are we at right now? We've got four for sure. And possibly five with Doc. And I'll tell you this right now. If Mike Malone, because the way it sounded like, it was either going to be Mike Malone or Monty. And, and I'll tell you right now, if Mike Malone wouldn't have won that series, and who knows? I mean, if he doesn't beat the Lakers, he could be gone. I mean, I think it's really championship or bust in Colorado from what I'm hearing and where they're at. So my point in this take is we're just through that period where it ain't safe to be an NBA coach right now when you've got a roster that the ownership and the fan base thinks is championship worthy. Evidently, after the trade with KD, Phoenix Suns and the desert ownership thought they were championships worthy. I don't know about that. I know the desert had them the favor, but again, I've learned even watching the heatles of what they went through at the beginning. It's going to take some time, man. I mean, the reality is, no, KD is not KD of three years ago. He's not, but he's still KD. It's going to take some time, man. But I think the the, the situation is is that we're in a, a an era a point right now. You know, Denver thinks they got a championship roster. They got the two time MVP. That's why Mike, you can hear in Mike Malone's press conference that he knows they got a chip on his shoulder and he knows he's coaching for his job. Whether that's fair or not, that's not the point. Philly thought they had a championship roster with Embiid and Harden. I think the situation with Nurse in Toronto, to be honest with you, I think that was borderline almost mutual. I, I think it was one of those that, hey, he had maxed out where it is. It's time for Nurse to go and take his parlay, his chip, and see who's going to give him a gig. I mean, because right now with the candidates I'm hearing, to be honest with you, I think Nurse probably should have been one. I would put maybe a Doka at two, but that's a big risk. Just, I mean, honestly, you can't deny there's some character situations going around with a Doka. But I'm just based off of what they've done for me lately. But without a doubt, I think Nick Nurse should be the number one guy that everybody should want. You know? But we'll see. 877-37-GRIND. Real quick before we live the NBA scene too, the Spurs. Tomorrow is the lottery draft. Now, I was under the impression I thought it was Thursday, but it's tomorrow where we find out the answers to the test of this two-year experiment. I say three. Because I think the process of getting here for what's at stake 
with the number one overall pick with Wimby and the connections. I think this was put in the plan probably three years ago was deciding on it. And you led up to this point where tomorrow we get to find out does luck strike three times in the 2-1-0. And I'm telling you, man, the NBA basketball community will be hotter than fish grease if that ping pong has that silver and black logo and it pops up at number one. To land this generational talent, what they tell me. Now, the more clips I see of them, the more I hear the great talking, I look like, okay. I mean, I still want to see, but yeah, I see it. I see it. I think he's been groomed for this. I think they put his ass in a lab once they figure out this could be something special. They sold him on it, and he's come out to who he is. But this number two and three is very, very interesting, what everybody tells me. Now, the kid, the kid out of the G League, what's his name again? Uh, Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson is, has surrounded himself with some good company. I haven't really studied his game. I haven't seen him play. I know there's a lot of hype by him. But I know that if Steph Curry takes time out to sign you to his company, forgot what it's like, S30 Inc. or something like his company, he has you with shooting coaches, and he has you with conditioning coaches, and he's taking you under your his wing, you must be special. And this is the guy that a lot of people feel without a doubt is going to be number two. And then you've got the unknown with Brandon Miller. But tomorrow night in the 2-1-0, we're going to have the opportunity to find out what is the faith of this three-year experiment. Has the locals at least announced who the Spurs are going to have representing them at, at the draft? Have you got an email? Or have you got any information on that? Uh, this isn't from the team. Um, but this is uh, citing Clutch Points. Uh, website. Uh, yeah, you know, put together their list here. Uh, it's believable. Um, they have their list of full lottery odds and, and the representatives for teams that we know of so far. Um, according to clutch points, uh, Detroit Pistons are going to be represented by, uh, Ben Wallace. The Rockets will be represented by their new head coach, Ime Udoka. Um, I'm going to skip down to number four here because, of course, Spurs sitting number three. Uh, Mark Williams is going to be representing the Charlotte Hornets. Brandon Roy coming back to represent the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton representing the Pacers. Uh, head coach Unsell Jr. Uh, representing the, the Wizards. Colin Sexton is an interesting one there in Utah. Going to represent his team. Um, but in the 2-1-0, Peter J. Holt is going to be representing the Spurs um, as they look for the third. They have the third best or the equal odds to land uh, the the top pick, one of three with the Pistons and the Rockets. Peter is the son, right? Junior, that's the son, right? Yeah. I think M is the senior. I got. I, I've got a problem with that. I got. A, I mean, I told you, I must. Go, I thought the connection should be Tony. Should be sitting there. We could just feed into the. Jonas Clark conspiracy theory and let everybody's mind explode when the number one pick comes to San Antonio. Oh, this is rigged. They just didn't the Spurs to be down there. They're good guys. You'd be like, yeah, maybe so, but oh well. Anyway, um, I disagree with that. And let me tell you why. He doesn't show his face. In my opinion, 
he doesn't show his face enough down here local in the last five six years. I'm talking about since this has been in the mud. Since this is, I mean, when you're talking about 20 years of 50 plus wins, when you're talking about constantly, hey, just wake me up if we get to the Western Conference Finals when we get there. Years of that. When you're talking about five titles, six NBA Finals appearances, and you're going to the mud and the trenches that we've been through as a community and as a spur, the fans out there, he has not showed his face enough as some chairman of CEO to be in that seat, in my opinion. He doesn't show his face enough local on the local news when there's speculation. He's come out one time, and that's basically after the cat was out of the bag when they were asking for Austin permission to go to the Austin game. This is when he basically puts this whole silicone, oh, I can remember standing by the court uh, curtain and the coyote there when I was 12, 13, winning those championships. We'll never sell, come out of the man. Stop it. Where you been? Your daddy was visible at all the games. Red cheek and nose and all. He was still there. Where have you been? I see R.C. Buford more through the hell of this than everything. And, and I maybe I missed it when they broke down, but they broke ground on this two, three hundred million dollar facility that they building over here uh, uh, yonder. Let Dave go back. Let Tony. I mean, I know Tim's probably riding bikes somewhere. He don't probably want to go. But why are you showing up when the getting's good when maybe you're probably going to land a top three pick? Why? Because you're the trust fund, baby? He, the, the city of this community has had questions about the direction of this team. They've had questions about the future of Pop, how long he's done, and all this. And this is the young man, the trust fund baby, that's going to go sit on national television, won't do an interview with anybody down here local to say what the hell is going on or do we have any cases. But now that you're going to be on national TV on lottery night, you want to sit your ass, your trust fund baby ass, right there in that seat. I got a problem with that. And I'm the only one in this region with cojones that's going to call it out like it is. It's bull crap. I would like to poll the locals down here and ask them, how many of y'all put a request in for Mr. Jaholt Jr.? When's the last time he's talked to y'all? For what it's worth, his father was the representative at the 1997 draft. So if you're trying to usher in a new era with similar vibes, that was a previous generation of, of Spurs history, turning in the new one with the uh, son. I'm going to give you one of those I used to see about 3.30 coming home from school on the cartoon. Go, go, Gadget Arm Reach. You know, Inspector Gadget used to just be there. Man, stop. You know the difference why his daddy was sitting there? Because he wrote the check for the team. He wasn't born in it. Nah, man, and his daddy was doing interviews with Channel 4 and Nam and Don, all this. That's what they get with these trust fund babies, man. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos X Lager. Get a dose. 
Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.